When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. The Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with yours truly, Nick Cattles, is brought to you by Cuban Rounds, a handcrafted, all-natural and affordably priced cigar that is Havana-inspired. We'll tell you all about that a little bit later, but let's start off with the Patriots stuff, Greg. Obviously, actual camp, right? Guys have pads on. They're practicing now. We're through six practices, only one of those in pads. A uh, little bit of a, a status update, overall big picture, what they have done, and what's coming next for this team. So overall status update. Um, this is uh, this camp is weird. Um, <laughs> you know, I know in I know in years past we've talked about you know, Chill Bill and Club Med and stuff like that. Um, I don't know why it seems so different la- this year. Maybe it's because. Uh, you know, last year with COVID, it was just, it was all different, but now the reality sets in of what the schedule is and the schedule is just, it's a really, really, really slow ramp up uh, to, you know, what they're going to do as far as, you know, real practices. Um, You know, I think the team looks good so far. Um, There's a long ways to go. And you'll probably hear me say that about 50 times in this podcast. Uh, I, I, you know, once, once camp gets rolling, um, my time is really compressed. Um, so I don't hear a lot of the chatter that I, that I normally hear, uh, as far as sports talk radio and Twitter and things like that. I, you know, I try to stay off that stuff. Um, you know, even Twitter, I mean, I, I just, I have work to do. I've, th- you know, storylines to think about things like that. I, you know, I just try not to get into, involved in that. That being said, I have heard a little of the chatter that's out there. And uh, I don't know when the rant's coming. Uh, it might be now. It might be Uh-oh. a little bit later. Um, but what I want our listeners to understand, Nick, and also my members at BSJ, they understand that because I've been you know, writing about this throughout. Um, let me tell you, the bottom line is this. If, if you're all concerned about the quarterback competition and this and that, Let me tell you this. Listen, listen closely. The Patriots haven't done jack squat yet in practice. Okay. They haven't done anything. So please stop with the hyperbole about, uh, you know, I heard my boys briefly today. I had to turn it off. 
I love my boys at Felgram Mass. Shout out Jay Stu. I'm sure he's clipping this. It'll be on the show tomorrow. I'm sure that's going to happen. But for anybody to suggest, I think I heard my boy Tony Mass say today that Cam Newton is lapping Mac Jones. I heard uh, Big Jim Murray say that, or at least hint that Mac Jones could be a bust. Holy cow. I mean, I don't even know where to start. Like, like I understand this is all, the whole thing is all messed up. I mean, it, it drives me crazy when I'm driving around and I hear like the headlines that they do on the, uh, on the radio every twice right. an hour or whatever, where it's Cam Newton was 19 of 22 at practice today. And Mac Jones was six of 43. Like, what are we talking about here? All right, all right, all right. What's I, that? I, I think it's I think it's best to start from the top, right? I think it's Ugh. best to go step by step, ramp you up a little bit. I, I know that the Patriots are taking a while and to you get. You know ramped how to up. do that. You know you how to get, ramp me up. You want to get ramped up right away. Let Let's slowly get through some of this stuff okay. and give people some background information, so then you can go full warrior on sports radio. So let's first start with this, Greg Bedore. How much has Bill Belichick, we're talking about the quarterbacks especially here, how much has Belichick actually had them doing this early? Not much. The first, so today was the first padded practice. Basically, in my estimation, and you have to understand, um, I'm not saying I know all. I'm just giving you my best guess from, I've covered the NFL for 20 years. I've been coming to training camps for 20 years. And that includes some some background with quarterback competitions. Right. Okay. Whereas opposed to New England hasn't seen one since my senior year in high school at Lincoln Sudbury. 1992. <laughs> yeah, Lincoln Sudbury. Yeah, baby. Scott Zolak, Tommy Hodson. Zoe. And who is the other? Oh, uh, Hugh Millen. Hugh Millen. Di- the, the last year of Dick, Mc- Dick McPherson. Thank God. Uh, 1992. Uh, so they haven't really done any, so they, they couldn't be in pads. So what it looked like to me was that Belichick is like, well, crap, we can't, we can't be in pads for like, not like seven days. Like, all right, let's, let's, let's at least get some of the passing stuff. Let's go in, you know, in red zone. So it's it, the first five days were almost exclusively first five practices were almost exclusively red zone. And it was methodical. It was low red. It was mid-red zone. It was high-red zone. Um, you know, I'll say this. T- today was the first practice in pads, so there was a lot of significant stuff that went on that didn't involve the quarterbacks. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get into it, the one-on-ones that was back. I miss my boy Joe Tooney, but it was still fun watching that stuff and the guys throwing their bodies around in pads. And they actually did a lot of one-on-ones. I mean – they had two sessions. They were going full go, multiple reps. I haven't seen that in a while. And so even today, Nick, they only they did a two-minute, quote-unquote, two-minute drill, okay? And it was jog through. Training camp to me, training camp to me is full go, seven on sevens on one field. It's one-on-ones between the pass rushers and the offensive line on another field. That's one period. Then it's whatever the situation is that day, third downs, whatever. It's ones versus ones, 11 on 11s, 
Let's get after it. All right. Two-minute drill. Hey, it's on the clock, down and distance. All Here we go. Win the down. We haven't seen any of that yet. People need to understand that. that, that uh, uh, for an NFL team, they are not – they haven't done anything yet. It's all been teaching. It's almost all been a continuation of OTAs. Training camp started slowly today. It did start today, slowly, but this is when camp starts. Today, going forward, then we'll see more of, of real competition, real training camp. We have not seen that today. All right, let, let's talk about Cam as far as today goes. And if you want to talk about what he did late last week, you can do that as well. But if we're saying that camp slowly started today, trickle trickled in yep. the beginning of camp. I saw, you know, just outside looking in, no, not being there, Greg, I saw a lot of, uh, I would say, optimism from writers for, about Cam Newton and how he looked and how he looked much improved compared to what he was last year. What have you seen from Cam, especially today, first time in pads? I would say that's fair. I would say that I thought Cam had a had a really good day. I would say that he, you know, if I said Mac Jones won 10-8 on the first day, I would say Cam won 10-8 today. Um, I thought that he has looked more and more comfortable each day. He's made, he's made uh, more, I would say, term on plus throws as you know listeners to the podcast know that i use that term during the season reviewing film uh, i would say he's made more plus throws uh with each increasing day he looks more comfortable he they have mixed in his uh his running repertoire into everything so i think that he's he's looked good now i also want to point out that a lot of the stuff that he's looking good on is sort of pre-scripted i'm sure they've gone over it in meetings before they hit the practice field this is what you're going to do x y and z that's you know sort of let's say like straight game plan first 20 plays of the game stuff right yeah um not exactly you know bullets are flying hey we need to change our approach we're going to do this but i i i do i think the cam has because we talked about this in otas and i remember i said something along the lines he looks like same guy same guy no, he's he he's improving. I don't know what his deal was in OTAs and offseason practices. Uh, maybe he was dealing something with physical. He had that hand thing. I don't know. But he's looked better. Now, am I going to say he's lighting the world on fire? No. Um, but I think he's doing a better job playing within the offense. I'm still looking for him to, you know, change some plays, you know, change some looks, that sort of thing, which is really the sort of the key to the Patriots offense. I have not seen that yet, and, and maybe it hasn't called for it. I mean, I've seen Mac do it a couple times, but he's normally more involved with that stuff, and we haven't seen that. So, again, that's the slow buildup of the offense, the teaching. Um, right. But, let, yes, I think, I, think, I think Cam's done a nice job to this point. I do. Now, let me ask you some follow-ups about Cam. Uh, first of all, zip on the football. I'm reading that his arm looks a little bit stronger, uh, that there, there has been some consistent zip compared to what we saw last year. Would you say that is true? I've never really had much of an issue with Cam's arm. Even I'm trying to remember even back to last year. I mean, I'm even sure the dirt throws that people always love to point to on Twitter and some of those funky throws where he ended up really short. 
Yeah, I mean, I I would say that had to do more with mechanics than his arm strength. So right, if you want to say is it is are his mechanics more consistent and he's throwing a more consistent ball? Yes, I would say okay. that's true. Yep. Good. That was my next question. Was the mechanics part of it? If the mechanics look better, is it is it looking as much of a shot put as it did last year? Do, is it, do do his feet look better? He looks like a cleaner quarterback to you in the pocket. He does, but again, I think this goes to the stage that we're at where a lot of it is pre-scripted right get the ball out i mean i will say on the times when he does hold the ball and he he does hold the ball when they go a little bit more off script say seven on seven or what have you uh i would say that his footwork and mechanics have stayed more consistent than they were last year all right last one for you as far as cam then we'll get to mac we talk about pre-scripted plays and all of that uh, when would you expect, especially with this new schedule they're working off of, when would you expect it to be the time when we can sit back and say, okay, this wasn't all pre-scripted. This was Cam, uh, you know, reacting, knowing the offense and playing well enough to not get excited, so to speak, but mm-hmm. to say, all right, maybe I believe in this a little bit more because this isn't all written down and figured out before they get out there. Good question. Um, I, in my gut, what I think is, um, I think that they're going to have a very simplified approach in the preseason opener, which is a week from Thursday already against Washington. Um, I think that's going to be from where they are right now. I think that's going to be very simplified. And I think they're trying to, I think they're trying to build up both quarterbacks slowly. So to me, I'm really, I think the game is on the scoreboard is, is means more in my mind after the Washington game and leading into the joint practices with, I think the Eagles are first. I think cam gets first shot there. Can max going to get tested too. And so to me, that's after the, the, the Washington preseason game is when things get rolling in my mind. Okay. So the Washington, preseason game is actually my birthday i'm scheduled to be in town birthday you. yeah i'm what? scheduled to be in town so m- maybe just maybe we'll sneak away for a beer at some point not during the patriots game of course you'll be working but so yeah, maybe at- i'll put you to work at psj to <laughs> do something for, for a change we're looking uh <laughs> we're looking at the uh the 16th that monday so middle of august is when we start to really pay attention to the scoreboard so to speak all right so we've yeah. got cam took care of him Hopefully everybody gets their information on him from you and they're content with that. Let's move to the other guy. Let's move to Mac Jones. What have you seen, especially today? How do you feel about his development up to this point, which again has been handled very slowly, trickle, trickle. Yeah. You know, he looked a little bit like a rookie today, but nothing that's out of the ordinary. I mean, you, you know, you have, Days like today, I wouldn't say it was awful. He made some, you know, really nice throws. There was one in the corner of the end zone to Aguilar that the referee disallowed that everybody else thought was a touchdown. Uh, That was a really nice play uh, that he kept alive. And, um, you know, I've been impressed with him. I mean, it's been a little bit herky-jerky inconsistent, but that's to be expected. Um, I, I, he looks to me like he's a big sponge that they're, they're throwing a lot at him. They continue to do that. And, uh, I think he's doing a nice job. I would say his, he's throwing the ball with some nice arm strength. I, I want to see him more in the, you know, with the bullets flying in the preseason and pass rushers that can hit him and things like that to see, 
how much he steps in the throws and, and things like that. But I think, I think he's done a nice job to this point. There are plays that he makes uh, that you see him throw with anticipation that you're just like, wow, I, I, I don't see that very often from a young kid like that. And I don't really see it from Cam Newton and even Kendrick Bourne. I think Tom Curran asked him about it today because it was one of the plays. So off of the first, the first, just to take people back a little bit. So off of the first practice, I wrote a column that there were these distinct snapshots in my mind from practice of reactions by uh, his teammates, Mac Jones's teammates. Um, I know one was when he went backside to, I think, Aguilar, and on the other side of the field, Johnny Smith is raising his, raising his finger up. Like, I don't know, it's just, to me, it was like, I wish I could take a picture and put it on a wall. Just, uh, I, I like that reaction. It was almost like Larry Bird walking off from uh, that three-point contest <laughs> yeah, that three he point won. three-point contest. Uh, erased. There we go. Yeah, and there was another one with, and this is the play that Tom asked Kendrick Bourne about today, or in the last couple of days that uh, there was this ridiculous throw. I mean, it's hard for us to see because we're at an angle, so it's hard to see all the traffic and things like that. But to me, it looked like a spectacular throw. Bourne caught it, got two feet down on the on the left corner of the end zone. And Bourne was so excited that he, like, leaped in the air, like, twice. He's, 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 uh, he's spiking the ball. Like, you don't normally see that kind of reaction. It was basically, in my mind, it was – Hot damn, that was a nice play we just made. Yeah. And then the the final snapshot was, and I thought this was pretty telling. Mac had a great period. There were a couple drops. Maybe his quote-unquote stats weren't great from that period. But Mac was playing his ass off in that period. He was putting the ball wherever he wanted to. It was great. Uh, he goes back. He talks to Josh McDaniels. David Andrews walks by. And David Andrews just has the biggest smile on his face. And he basically put his arm around Mac Jones and uh you know to me it was you know this kid's gonna be all right and right. and so the, you know those are the type of plays that he makes he'll do it at least once or twice during practice now does he have some negative plays sure uh but you got to remember this is a freaking damn good defense that he's going going against and I'm sure we'll talk about that later uh, there's a lot of talent on this field. And so Mac's been inconsistent. Some of it, you know, is his own fault. Some of it is his teammates. Sometimes he's thrown to like Devin Ross, who, holy hell, he has not looked good <laughs> out there at all. Um, and you know, those type of guys and, you know, some of the tight ends, I don't even know what their names are, you know? Hey, so, yeah. And, uh, so some of that is going on, but I think, I think he's making progress and and now you're you're looking you get this with rookie quarterbacks especially you get it with rookie players they're up one day they're down the next day you're just hoping at some point they just start the slow uphill climb and right. we'll yep. wait to see if Knack does that or not he needs to do that if he wants a chance at the job he's not there yet but it's no cause for alarm and it doesn't mean that the competition's over and if quite frankly in my mind Nick there's a lot of things that go on during these practices that tell you the exact opposite that this competition hasn't really gotten started and that it's not going away because Mac Jones gets a lot of time. He'll get a couple snaps here and there. Sometimes he gets extended time with the first team offensive line with the ones. And if, and if it's a done deal in Bill Belichick's mind that Cam Newton's going to be the week one starter, you don't do that. You might give him a shot here and there. No, Mac gets extended time. It's, 
it's much different. It's it's basically he's he's leaving the door open is what I would say. It's interesting because I saw some things on Twitter over the last day or two, especially today, saying that Cam, if you looked at how they split the you know the snaps and the reps with the ones, uh, Cam looked like he was clearly you know the guy that that rolled into practice today off of what Belichick said. Uh, earlier in the week or over the weekend about, you know, he's our starting quarterback, which I thought people misread that whole situation and and didn't pay attention to the rest of the context of what Belichick Mm -hmm. said. I think he was saying Cam is our guy right now, and Matt Jones needs to take it from him. I I think, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what I got from it. Uh, Anything else on the quarterbacks before we move forward? Uh, No, not really. I mean, I just think that – Got it all out. This is a long. This is a long ways from being over, and I'll just say, uh, I appreciate the work, uh, and and I'm not going to criticize people's work. I just think, in my mind, and I know there are other veteran reporters on the beat that that share the same same viewpoint as I do. Stats without comp without context are useless, in my opinion. Right. And yeah. just throwing raw stats out there doesn't mean crap. I mean, look. You know, there was a, a couple of years ago, there was a lot of conversation about Jared Stidham's rookie year training camp stats. That hasn't really amounted to much. I mean, some of it is injury related or whatnot. Um, but I just look, the bottom line is um, I really wish people would stop repeating these stats over and over again on Sports yeah. Talk Radio. You don't know what you do. You know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, like, I, you're I just repeating out. I put it out the other day uh, at Nick C radio. If you want to follow me, I know everybody follows Greg at Nick C radio, a little plug there, but I tweeted out like I already knew as soon as they were out there last week, the, and, and I'm not holding it against the writers. You know, you've got a job, you do what you got to, I get, Mm -hmm. but you know, being on Twitter as a talk show host, like throughout the entire day, every single snap, every single throw, and I, I said, uh, I just, I know that I'm going to lose my ever-loving mind over the mm-hmm. overreaction of everything that happens from day to day. And when, when, and I get it. People want to know about the quarterback situation. We talk about it. We just did. We spent 20 minutes on it. We're going to tell you about the quarterback situation, but we try not to overreact to every little thing. You got to look at this big picture. And I think some people get sucked up in that everyday vacuum, and it's maddening. We have a lot more to talk about. We've only talked about the quarterback, so there, there's still plenty to get through. But first, Bedard, tell me about those Cuban rounds. Yeah, you guys heard me last week. I told you about we were in Maine. I brought out one of the Cuban rounds, cigars. That's right. Puffed on it. It was great. High quality, handmade, everyday cigar. Affordable price point. You know, it's made for the everyday guy. Consistency, Havana-inspired. Nick, and I got to tell you, you know, so I did it out on the docks at Maine. And I got to be honest, earlier tonight, after the first night in pads, celebrating oh, that real football was back. He went, he went back to the, he went back to the Cuban rounds. I, I did. I went out to, to our little, you know, covered porch out there and just puffed away a little bit. And I got to tell you, man, it's a great experience. Uh, I love these cigars. They're great. I can't wait to. Well, if I ever have time, pretty much during football season, I don't have time, but it'd be perfect for the golf course with the guys, that sort of thing. It's fit for any occasion, fit for everyone. 
I, you know, I highly recommend this product. Uh, handcrafted, all natural, affordably priced. Cuban Rounds brings you well-balanced cigars featuring intuitive blends and construction that are reminiscent of Cuban mastery. Uh, face it, the last two years have been tough on all of us. Let loose, enjoy yourself with a Cuban Rounds cigar. Love the packaging. I meant to bring it down. I will for the next one to show it off. Uh, follow them on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter because I, I follow them on Twitter so I can you know, tweet out the podcast and everything at Cuban round cigars. That's Cuban round cigars on Instagram and Facebook. It's that time of year. You know, we got to get it in now, Nick, cause pretty Nick. up here, the weather's going to turn. Running out of time up there. Running out of time. Right. But go out and get yourself some Cuban round cigars and uh, enjoy life. All right. So let me ask you maybe one or two main takeaways from the first day in pads today, your, your general impressions, one or two big picture things that you're kind of seeing on the field by the football team, by the coaching staff. Uh, my top takeaway is that, uh, man, this offensive line is good. I mean, they really, they really are. I was looking forward <laughs> to that. Um, and it's, a, and it's going to be a fun competition with the defensive line as you know, they have a lot of new guys up front. God, chow. Right. You know, Barmore impressed some today, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about uh, before leaving with a toe injury. Hopefully he just got stepped on. And it's on turf toe situation because that can be rough for a big fella. But, yeah, uh, you know, the offensive line of Isaiah Wynn, Owenu, Andrews, Mason, Trent Brown, like, man, those guys bring it. I mean, I basically what happens is, you know, I watch the I watch the one on ones through my binoculars. I try to do my best keeping score. Um, everything, people will see things differently, but you know, I had the, I had the top offensive line. They were all, they, they were the top five blockers. I'm looking for the total that I had up there and I can't wait, hang on. I have it. Uh, so the top five starting linebackers during one-on-ones, they want to combine 12, three and six. Um, Six is good. The tie, the draws are good. If you're an offensive lineman, draws are good. That's why I sort of group them by offensive line. I rate by loss percentage and right. pass rushers. I, I rate by win percentage. And I thought that the the starting offensive line was just awesome. They, they just were. And they, they, they always go up against the starters, at least the first round. So it's good competition. I thought they did a good job in the running game today. There were some good holes. Uh, you know, speaking of, that with the the quarterbacks that we we're talking about truth be told there wasn't much passing today i mean even when they're yeah. even like mac jones's interception really when you're in these period and they're run heavy periods really the first like five yards are really what matters in the play and they might tuck it and go play action once in a while but it's not hugely competitive after the first five yards and uh it it was almost all run today and i thought the first team offensive line uh was was tremendous. I mean, that's just right up your alley. Big offensive yeah. line. Play. Yeah, I, I was reading that Owenu uh, and Wynn specifically looked really good on the left side. Uh, and listen, this this offensive line should be top five in, in the league if they're healthy. Yep. Said that over and over and over again. So it's good to hear that they're 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 playing off to you know well not playing well but off to a good start in camp. All right, three players, Bedard, three players that have surprised you so far. Uh. 
I don't have any ranking on these, but just guys that come to mind so far. Uh, I will let me let me point out Christian Barmore today, the rookie. Um, who they yeah, I heard up on the second round. On is this, is yeah, this I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I would go that strong. I had him for five and one today, which is really good. But again, stats need context. Right. He did not go up against any starters. When he did go up against a starter in Owenu in the point of attack drill, where it was sort of like you know you have like a offensive lineman, whoever is a lead blocker and one guy, and you're trying to play off two gaps sort of thing to get to the running back. Owenu pretty much dominated him. Now I will allow that maybe he was hurting at that point. I don't know, but he his pass rush is everything that you think, and and you can see that he's getting in the mix not only in sub, but also in base some. So I think he's off to a really good start. I would say, Nick, it's not perfect, but, you know, I'm I'm tantalized by by uh, Aguilar and Bourne. I think they've been great so far. They've been as advertised. They're only going to get better. Bourne is, is a guy who explodes off the line. Separation. Aguilar, the same type of thing. I mean, you, you, you watch and you're just like, wait, this is the Patriots? They have? They have wide receivers <laughs> that can actually do that. Um, so I, you know, I've really liked those guys uh, defensively. Let me ask you this before you move on: when, when yep. you when you look at Aguilar and and uh, Bourne, obviously Gilmore is not out there, so they're playing against some of these other guys. Uh, how much does that play a role? I mean, is it? I don't want to take it away from Aguilar and Bourne. But should we adjust our expectations based off of who they're getting run against early on? I don't think so. I mean, I you know they're going yeah. up against often with Jonathan Jones and J.C. Yeah. Jackson, and uh, you know Jalen Mills isn't you know isn't isn't he's off to a good start, I would say, uh, and other guys. So no, I don't think at least not to this point. I don't think that's a factor. I've just been impressed with the energy that they that, that they brought. They get open. Um, you know, the quarterbacks are getting them the ball that they've looked this good. And and I wouldn't say that Jones and, and, and Newton are lighting the world on fire to me, you know, is a really good sign. And uh, it's too bad. The other guy I wanted to mention, Nick, uh, and it's too bad he got hurt. Um, I would say, you know, Henry Anderson, the end from the, from the jets, he, he yeah. took a shot to the chest the other day. He was not out there today, yep. uh, which is a shame because of pads. Uh, but I thought he's off to a really uh, strong start in this camp. And uh, he was a guy that I wasn't sure, you know, could he get overtaken by some guys? Of course, Byron Cowart, we haven't seen him on the field yet. Uh, he needs to get into this competition at some point, or he could be the odd man out. But, uh, you know, I would say I would say those those are the players, the groups of players that have really stood out to me so far. Good. So Barmore stood out. The two wide receivers that they signed stood out. Uh, and Anderson stood out. How about three guys that you're still kind of checking out, figuring out from what you've seen? Uh, I would put Honey, Hunter Henry in that category. Um, you know, certainly a big guy, you know, decent athlete, uh, catches the catches the hell out of the ball. I have a little bit worries, and maybe it's because he's going up against this defense, and, you know, Adrian Phillips is out there, and Kyle Duggar's out there, and Mills, and McCourty, and so it's tough sledding for a tight end in my opinion uh i i can't wait till we get to games and get a little bit of film to to, to look a little bit more at him getting off the line how effective is that going to be uh you know i i just see a scenario i i do like johnu smith um 
I've liked a little bit more. Uh, I like how they use his athletic ability. Basically, a lot of what they're doing is John who gets the short area of the field, sort of like the Hernandez stuff. Yeah. And Gronk, <laughs> Gronk. Hunter Henry gets the Gronk stuff down the field, sort of backside seam sort of stuff. Um, and he's fine at it. And maybe we're spoiled by watching Gronkowski for so many years. But so, so Henry's a guy that, you know, I'm curious about. I thought, you know, Judon, I want to see more in pads. I thought he, he, he did some nice things today. Oh, people, uh, he, were, uh, people were going nuts about him today. I saw yeah, on, Twitter, I, on Twitter, people were talking about tweeting about how awesome he looked in pads. The first, I was getting excited. I was, I was reading this stuff on Judon, Greg, and I was practically lactating at work as I was reading some of these things about what he was doing with pads on, are you telling me, are you telling me Judon wasn't special today? Uh, I, I don't know if I would go that far, Nick. I did, <laughs> you know, he was good. He certainly, he ran around Trent Brown, like the big man was standing still, which he might've been uh, on, on one rep. But I also do think, I, I think I had him for uh, a loss at one point today. Who did I have? Oh yeah. I had him for one, one and one. In the pass rush drills, he did have a decisive win against Trent Brown, so that's really good. Uh, I thought he looked good on the edge in the running game, which I yeah. figured is where he would stand out. Yep. I do want to point this out, and I forgot to put this in my notebook today, Nick, but one thing that I noted uh, about Judon is that there was a play where he chased the running back. I forget who it was. Uh, it might have been Damian Harris. He chased him like 40 yards down the field <clears> and <throat> just to sort of swipe at the ball. And – that's the type of play you don't you don't usually see. And so I think he's gotten off to a good start with the Patriots, but I just I want to watch him more closely because they paid him a lot of money. And you know, a lot of guys get off the strong starts where they are. I just want to see if he stays consistent. I'm not doubting that he's that he's going to, but uh, you know, it, it, you couldn't really tell much without pads. You certainly right. couldn't tell anything. But now the pads are on, I want to see more. You got Henry, you got Judon. Who's your third guy you're still kind of checking out here? Uh, I would say uh, I know just today I don't want to I don't want to say much um, because he's my guy. But, uh, I, you know, Lawrence Guy didn't get off to a great start today. I'm not overly alarmed by that. Um, but I'm a little can I say I'm a little concerned? Um, I do want to point out just because I'm looking at names. I thought Josh Uche has gotten off to a fantastic start yeah. in this camp and he keeps, he keeps getting better every single day and, and line plays tough to judge and, and pass rush is not Lawrence guy's thing. So that he didn't notch a win today isn't a big deal, but um, you know, he's a little bit older. It took him a while for them to sign him. I'm just, I'm watching my guy, you know, closely. Just a couple of quick things before we get to BostonSportsJournal.com's member question of the day. Uh, just some of the things that I've seen on Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it seems like Phillips has been outstanding early on. Would you would you say yes to that, or would you say ah eh, pump the brakes a little bit on him? I would lean yes on that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen that Kyle Duggar seems like maybe he hasn't taken a gigantic leap just yet. Not to go that far. But it, it it does seem like people are as bullish on Duggar as they were before camp started. Yeah, you can definitely tell that he looks more comfortable this year. He's playing a little bit faster. Uh, he is getting picked on a little bit in coverage. I would say more in uh, the free safety space. I think when he when he when he's in coverage in the flat, he's very good. Down the field, in the middle of the field, a little bit more of a challenge. And then that way, he reminds me of a young Patrick Chung that way. But 
you know, this kid has uh, tremendous upside. I'm not saying that's the career that he's going to have um, or anything like that, but that's just, it just reminds me of that. But I think the, the most important thing with him is that he looks more comfortable and he's playing faster. You brought up Uche, so I'll cross him off my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody else seems like there's some question marks about this guy. Hasn't necessarily looked great early on, but Jalen Mills, what's your read on him so far? I haven't gotten a great read on him um, so far. Um, you know, he shows up. He certainly he's playing the Stefan Gilmore role right now. Um, it's a crowded backfield. It's crowded with those safeties and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see once Gilmore gets back. And I, I don't know, I doubt that's going to be anytime soon or watch. He'll be out there tomorrow um, <laughs> after I say this yeah. uh, with my timing. But, um, you know, I think he's been fine. He certainly hasn't been. You haven't been like, oh, God, what a liability. That guy's terrible in coverage. He's been fine so far. All right, last one. Uh, I've read a lot about this guy early on. Sony Michelle seems like a lot of people say that he's running harder. He looks like he's in better shape. Looks like he's a little bit quicker. Your read on Michelle. Mm, I would say I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't counter that. Um, you know, I quite frankly, I haven't watched him a ton just because you know, it was five days without pads and you know, what are the running backs going to do? I thought, I thought all the running backs look good today. I know, you know, Stevenson makes a lot of rookie mistakes, mental mistakes that you can hear the coaches correcting him about. But man, he went through the hole today. And with a whole oh, head Miles of steam, Bryant. poor Miles Bryant was uh <laughs> was like a speed cone that you run over uh with the with the with the nightly closers on the mass pike here. Uh, uh, yeah, poor, poor Miles. little Miles Bryant. He, and I love the, I love Miles Bryant. License plate? Did he get the license plate? My goodness. All right, let's jump to the uh, BostonSportsJournal.com member question of the day. BSJ, $39.99 annual plan, top-notch analysis of all the Boston Pro sports. Maybe you'll get to read about the Celtics signing somebody at some point during this free agency (laughs) period. Uh, And also, a membership at BSJ, tons of access, video analysis that Bedard does, direct access to him in weekly chats. Uh, JTall36, Greg, uh, here's what he has to write and say, or she. Please explain what Dietrich Wise's role is for this defense. Uh, Belichick signs the guy after watching him underperform for four years. He's almost guaranteed a hand-to-the-face 15-yards penalty a game. So, uh, tell us about Wise. What, and I know some of the stuff you can't share. I was, I was reading some of your observations from over the weekend, and I know one of the things you brought up was how they're using Wise. Y- you wish you could say it. You're not allowed right. to say it just yet, but give the people listening – a basic idea of why's and maybe what his role would be and, and why he's back with this team. Yeah. As soon as we see it in the game then, uh, or joint practice, then it's free reign. We can right. say whatever we want. Um, and it's not, look, I don't want to, it's, they're not making the everlasting gobstopper um, <laughs> out there or anything like Damn that. With teacher waiting for that. My God. I know. <sighs> uh, you just look out for old Slugworth though. Um, but uh so on wise, um, yes, I still don't understand how he fits on this team, but he basically got the, he got the Belichick binky contract. Everybody gets one, you know, there's one every year, Burkhead, Patrick Chung, you know, those type of guys. So he got it, you know, a great locker room guy. I understand, you know, team dynamic type of thing. Uh, you know, I'll just say that they're doing some interesting alignment stuff with, wise and i don't think it's any secret 
um, that you could just look at the Patriots roster and understand that they're going to do a lot of three, three man line, or at least right. odd fronts yep. this year, uh, as opposed to years past. And and it's also interesting, a, a tangent of that is that, you know, it's hard to remember back to last year or previous training camps, but it was interesting watching the one-on-one pass rush today's and all the edge guys, almost all of them, you would get an occasional big guy. Like we even saw Barmore, was inside pass rushing, but he did have one rep at, at end. And, you know, guys like Wise are rushing on the end with their with a hand down. But almost exclusively, all the edge guys are rushing from two-point stance, which, in my mind, we haven't seen around here in a long time that much consistently. Normally, somebody going back to, like, it's not the same scheme as, like, when Trey Flowers was out there, but, you know, most of the time, you, you get guys with their hands in the dirt, but not not anymore. And, and Look, on Wise, I think they have a plan as far as the odd front to, uh, let me just say, it, to accentuate his positives. Um, we Anybody who's listened to this podcast knows some of my critiques about his fit in this scheme and what they have asked him to do in the past. Just go back and 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 watch the Titans playoff game early if you, if you want to know what I'm talking about. Uh, when he was getting run over. And I think they're putting in a better position this year. So in my mind, they did a lot of off-season work. They tweaked it. How much we're going to see it in the regular season, Nick? I don't know. But it makes a little bit more sense to me now after watching practice. And I'm sure I'm sure we're going to see it in the game. It's not any it's not anything great. You know, it's not gonna it's not gonna put them over the top and win a game because it's a surprise formation. I mean it's it's football. It's all the same. And so but I see it now a little bit more clearly. We'll see if it works. So they had an idea in mind when they signed him. That's all you need to know. we got to wait until the secret is revealed. He's Greg Bedard. I'm Nick Cattles. Thanks to Cuban Rounds. Don't forget, handcrafted, all-natural, affordably-priced cigar. That is Havana-inspired. Uh, we'll keep going here. We'll keep taking a look at the uh, Patriots camp. Of course, Greg will be out there. I'll be reading on Twitter all the overreactions, and then we'll be back <laughs> to talk about it. Uh, until then, everybody, be good, be healthy, be safe. We'll talk to you soon.